Hello, St. Matthew family. My name is Father Ted Sill, and you're listening to our podcast, St. Matthew Moments, where we connect through Catholic conversations. The Holy Spirit has something for us today, so take a deep breath, clear your mind, and come connect with us. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of St. Matthew Moments, connecting through conversations on Catholic life. I'm Julie Ratliff, um, coordinator of the Family Life Office, and today I have with me Maggie Smith, our youth minister, and Ashley Allwine, our PSR coordinator and director of evangelization. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello. So how are you ladies doing today? How's your Advent been? (laughs) I'm doing great. I wrapped some presents today, preparing for the Advent season. I actually, I was like, man. My back hurts because I was bending over the little table, like wrapping these little presents for someone's stocking. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I stood up straight and was like, "Seriously sore." So that's kind you're of- so young too. Come on, it's sad. I'm like, "Geez." No, it's true. You need to do some stretching after you do Advent or Christmas wrapping. Yes, yeah, I happen to see on Facebook, Ashley, that you had a wonderful helper with your this year yes my little son Lewis <laughs> he's so entertaining more so like not very helpful but there's something really fun for him to do is to play in the wrapping paper six years old right now and he is just he's real cute he'll like bury himself in it and like basically wrestle the whole paper itself which the paper can't use it anymore but um keeps him entertained and I can do all my Wrapping, so pretty cool. <laughs> That's so fun. So, what were your guys's um, Catholic moments of the week this past week? Anybody have some exciting news to share? Oh, exciting news! <laughs> I can't do that. Well, everyone, if you're listening to this, I got engaged during Advent. <laughs> Yay! Exciting. So. It's really cool because, I mean, talk about preparation and waiting. I'm like, oh, my gosh, like waiting for Christmas, waiting to get married. <laughs> I was just thinking the other day, like, I love being a gay, obviously amazing. But sometimes I'm like, this stinks. Like, I just want to get married. It <laughs> <laughs> feels so far away, but it'll come quick. But, yeah, that's my Catholic moment, about to enter into a new sacrament, which is really cool. Amazing. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ashley? Mine's a little bit on the opposite end of exciting and a little bit more on the sad side, but my whole advent has just been topsy-turvy, I guess you could say. It wasn't exactly what I wanted it to be. My grandfather passed away oh, like probably a week and a half ago now. And so before we, it's been a long process, to be honest, like in, in the season of waiting at Advent, we'd also, we've been in a season of waiting just kind of with him for a long time now. So it was not necessarily unexpected. His health had been declining a lot in the last year, even. So when we found out after Thanksgiving that he was really not doing well, he wasn't really eating much or drinking anything. Um, my husband and I and our son, Lewis, we decided to go visit him. And then just a couple of days later after we visited, he actually passed away. And then we went back again um, for the funeral. So just 
took a lot of weekends kind of traveling and your head kind of just like wrapping around that, you know, you're, he's passed away. And in so many, it's such a, a piece in some ways just to have him finally, like, hopefully entered into the kingdom of heaven and just um, at rest because just that lifestyle, it's been a long time coming. So um, it hasn't been <laughs> the the advent we expected and even that I wanted to really dive into a lot of the, the new things that I wanted to do as a family and traditions, having been completely even just gone from our own home for two weekends out of advent. So it's been a little bit different than than I'd hoped, but still good, blessed, and I can still see the the Lord working in, in all of it. Yeah, it just occurs to me that your grandfather's advent had the advent that we're all sort of waiting for. Meet Jesus again, right? Yeah. yeah. So that's true. In a way that kind of points us toward what all of our lives are pointed towards, you know, what Advent, one of the aspects of Advent is about, which is Christ coming again. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't had like a particularly exciting Advent. It's just been kind of gathering around our um, Advent wreath almost every night and reflecting on, we're using publication from Ascension Press called Rejoice, focused on the love between Mary and Joseph and the Holy Family. So that's been interesting. Interesting to uh, talk about that. Our teenage children have been good. They've had some good insights too. Julie, what's something that you guys have talked about? I don't know. The one thing that like, as you asked me that, the one meditation that I'm remembering right now is one of the days it was um, and how Mary had given Joseph space to um, come to terms with the conception of Jesus, you know, and the circumstances surrounding it, trusting and knowing that he was a righteous man so that forced him to do anything or didn't, you know, wasn't like constantly on him or, you know, like trying to manipulate his thinking in a particular way, but told him what had happened and then really let the word Lord work in his life so that he could kind of get on board too. That's I love that. I've never heard that like kind of perspective actually. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. There, it was, it's been an interesting book. It's been an interesting yeah. book to you. So it's been good. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, all of us, I think that that's the way that it works with all of us. In a, in a sense, like he, like we have free will, right? And he gives us the space to come to him, to love him, to know him, to serve him. Yeah. Um, I thought today we would sort of, you know, like talk about our Advent and focus on Christmas, but also like kind of contemplate like this crazy year of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think, you know, la- all of us last year on January 1st thought, oh, it's it's going to be so great. I went to the eye doctor this year, like usual, you know, for my annual eye exam. And she was saying, you know, how crazy it was that 2020 is supposed to be a great year for ophthalmologists and eye doctors because it's 2020. 2020 will never happen again, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, eye doctors think that when you think about vision in 2020, it's like this clarity and true vision and things for what they are. If anybody's mm-hmm. had that experience of, needing eye correction and then that first time you put glasses on or contacts in I don't know if either of you do that but like I can remember in third grade like putting glasses on for the first time needing them 
like that's what trees look like, right? (laughs) (laughs) Branches. Yes, I had that. I totally had that experience. I remember in the car, in the back seat, putting them on, and I was like, "This is not real. Like, what is going on?" It was so clear. I couldn't even tell the digital time. Like, I remember we'd be watching TV. I was like, "I can't. I don't know what time it is. Everything's blurry." (laughs) Whoa. See, I had really good vision for a long time, but now it's declining. I go to an eye doctor now that you mention it, because when I'm driving, I'm like, "Ooh, that's blurry." When I'm driving, wow, it's in the dark. Yeah, yeah, particularly too. Yes. So I think 2020 for all of us, like if you just like sort of look at this like trajectory of the pandemic, if you will, the direness of this um, virus became obvious in the middle of Lent. We were like forced into this fast from things that we really took for granted, you know, like being able to go to churches, go to mass, receive confession, um, be with family members, you know, that were in outside of our household. Like things kind of got a little bit better and things opened up and mm-hmm. kind of went on in this weird sort of way. And then as we entered into Advent, like our numbers started to increase again and things got a little more tighter for some areas of the country. We again found ourselves here at St. Matthew and in our diocese where we things that were essential, which were worship and the sacraments obviously were, you know, we could, we can still do all those things, participate in all of those things with certain processes and things in place. Mm -hmm. A lot of our meetings and are all back to remote. It's funny because I mean, going back to the whole 2020 vision thing, it's like, it's just so funny. I feel like stuff like this with God is always so ironic and it's never what you think. So like our vision for the year, everything normal, it was not obviously not 2020 vision whatsoever. But I think there, there was an opportunity to see something else more clearly, to like see, to see God in a new light, to see God in a new vision see our faith in a new vision i mean talking about like essential essential things when everything else got canceled when like for me youth group got canceled all this all this all summer and in the beginning of the year for all these things every single little detail then all of that got erased and the funny thing is i felt like i had pretty good vision for what the lord wanted out of the year and i was trying to build upon that and then lately, he's just been inviting me to see ministry differently, to have a new vision for it. Because this past month, especially during Advent, the only thing we've been allowed to do is go to adoration with the high schoolers, which is so good. And I think this is awesome. Like, he's just inviting us to see, see differently, to like see what really is essential, to see how far he can still take us, even when everything else that we thought was going to happen kind of got like burned away or just taken away. So that's something mm-hmm. I've been really experiencing during Advent, especially in terms of the ministry that I'm in charge of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also been obvious to me, like once again, it's not like this is a first time revelation for me, how really a little control 
I have over many things in my life. Like control is really kind of an illusion. Like I have I have control over some things, but the majority I really don't. <laughs> and that's a scary sort of place to be, you know, if you don't take the time to really hand it over to the Lord. If I don't really trust he is at work in the midst of what's happening. Mm. I just saw a, um, gosh, I wish I, I should have pulled it up now, but there was an Instagram post from some Catholic organization that had like, and it just talked about like how Advent is a season of, like Advent is Mary, a teenage girl saying yes to a plan that she didn't see herself. Advent is um, a teenage girl getting pregnant. It's like an unplanned pregnancy. It's a birth that was not in the the best of places, you know, like everything was totally out of her control. And um, I don't know, it, there was a couple of little other little phrases, but it kind of put it in it in t- 2020 wording. And I was just really struck by it because Mary had no control. And, and yet she said, let it be done to me according to your word. Totally such a great example of knowing that the Lord's plan is the best plan and that she is in need of a savior. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. It just, it really struck me. And so I think I've been really reflecting on Mary a little bit more, even just recently this week on after I saw that image of how she surrendered and how she didn't have control, but she just let it be done to her and was so peaceful about it. One of my favorite Bible verses is Romans eight twenty eight. is we know that all things work for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And just how many times in my life have I had to stand on that truth of believing and knowing that God is trustworthy mm-hmm. and that he's not this distant God sort of like off somewhere else, but he's right here in the midst of what is happening and with me. You know, we sing, oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, which means God with us. Yeah. He is with us. He's in everything that's happening. We surrender it and offer it to him. He has the power to bring something so beautiful and so good out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Julie, that verse also reminds me of a different verse, which says we walk by faith and not by sight. Just going back to that like 2020 thing where like, we are walking by the faith that God works out for good, like for those who love him. He works all things for good. Mm-hmm. And we And I just think of like some of the, like, who was it? Moses didn't even, yeah, or Abraham, gosh, my Old Testament theology. One of them <laughs> didn't ever see the promised land that God promised them, but they set something up for the people to come. And I feel like that is so much of what is happening for us right now is we can't see what's ahead of us, but we're trusting that the Lord is using this generation of of Christians to set a precedent for the people after us. Mm-hmm. Uh, just what are they going to say when they look back on this time? How did we respond to this situation? Did we respond with faith or did we not? So I just see so much invitation during this time. Just so much invitation from God to trust and 
to reclaim our identity as God's people over anything else, over any other circumstance or mm. situation. Yes, totally. Yeah, I had, I was thinking about that um, recently too. I was like, so in the midst of this craziness, like, so there's almost like two, well, there, um, there's multiple choices, right? But in my mind, like, I was thinking, like, I could choose to figure out what great series I'm going to, you know, video binge or whatever. Or I can try and put things in place in my life that will lead me to deeper prayer, greater relationship with the Lord. You know, there's always that opportunity. And which one am I going to choose? Or wh- where's the balance? Like, not saying that, you know, watching Netflix or, you know, Amazon Prime or whatever your streaming device is, is bad. We all need those kind of breaks. <laughs> but uh, but to not discount the thing that's really going to lead you, give you peace. I've been reading this book by Father Jacques Philippe called um, Searching for and Maintaining Peace. And um, such a good book. Mm. Uh, so many nuggets that like, you just, I just want to like hang them like all over my house. <laughs> I have the yes. truth sort of in my face all the time. Yes, know? so good. I think also when I like, as we're talking about this, I think there's this question of how do I surrender? How do I let God be everything? And you know, I think, I mean, I, I was just asking that my, to myself even, and I I don't know how to explain how to do it necessarily very well. Maybe one of you do, but I do know the difference whenever I do, like I sit down and I am anxious and I am tired and I am worried and I could cry. I could be angry. Like I have all of these things that are just literally welling up inside me mm-hmm. and I it's like I can tangibly feel them in my body. Mm-hmm. Mostly for myself, maybe a little like more anxiety. Like I just am just so anxious. But then whenever I like sit down and I actually just continue to say, like, I give this to you, Lord. I can't control this. Yes. This is this is not my plan. But if this is your plan, Lord, help me to be at peace with this. And just keep, even just saying like, I surrender this, I surrender this thing to you. I, I just like kind of saying it out loud, saying it in my head, saying it in my heart helps me to actually let go of that, what I'm feeling. And so I feel like maybe one of you have a, a way to, or, um, something else to say more so about like how to surrender and how to, how to like let go of being in control. But I think that is just so hard, um, especially with the busyness. Like, I mean, I can literally like leaving my, my door or like leaving in my car, I can just like feel anxious. And then I just have to have like a moment of like, this is not in my control. Um, you know, whatever, whatever I'm going to go do, have a meeting with somebody that I'm nervous about, or I'm going to go, I don't know, shopping. And that makes you anxious because we have to shop with masks on and every, you know, there's just so many different things that we could be anxious and stressed about right now. Yeah. Well, I love Ashley that you were talking about saying it out loud because you're right. Surrender is an act of the will. That's like mm-hmm. all it is. And how do we, how do we shape our will? Like, well, our, our will is shaped with an encounter with God. But then also there's this verse 
in James that talks about our speech, like our words and our tongue as it's like the rudder of the ship. It's like whatever direction the rudder goes, that's the direction the ship will go. And so Mm -hmm. like, that's just the power of declaring things out loud. Like you were saying, Jesus, I give this to you. Jesus this is in your control. Jesus, you are in charge of this. And even saying these verses out loud, like, I know that God will work for good, this thing, mm-hmm. because I'm loved by him and I love him. Like finding those mm-hmm. verses and then changing them in a way that it becomes a declaration. Because, yeah, I just think there's so much in scripture, like life and death is in the power of the tongue. And what we say affects what we think and then what we think affects what we feel inside. So I love mm-hmm. that you talked about saying things out loud because I think that's very scriptural. I think that's a tool that the Lord has given us in our tool belt for like claiming victory and surrender over our our lives. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to realize that when we reach those moments, that it's not a sign of like, are we, I mean, we are weak, right? But it's not a sign that we failed, Mm -hmm. right? Really getting to that point and handing it over to the Lord is like the goal. Yeah. (laughs) I think as Americans, like we're so used to like, I'm going to make, you know, this rugged individualist, you know, pick up my boots by the bootstraps or whatever and, you know, do this thing. And in the spiritual life, and all of life really probably, the goal is not to do it ourselves, but to invite the Lord into it. There's a phrase that was from that book I was referring to earlier that says something along, there's a quote, I don't remember what it is from St. Paul, but the Lord says, not that you can't do, you can only do a little with me, but he says you can't do anything without me. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that's the goal of our life, really, to realize and to walk with the Lord, to invite him, to invite Emmanuel in with us, right? Like mm-hmm. that. Then we're living the abundant life that he has desire for us, you know, from the beginning. Like that's, that's his goal. That's his purpose, his plan for us, his abundant life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's out anxious. Yeah. Angry life. <laughs> yes. I think it's so good to recognize that because I think we also have a tendency to just put things on ourselves like, well, I like deserve this for some reason because I messed up or because this happened and I could have done this to make it not be anxious right now. But that's like, that's not how God thinks. Like, God only fights for us. God only works out things for our good he doesn't like sitting around counting like the logistics of our life like well you yeah, i did this and it wouldn't be like this like he just wants to do i think it, when you take a look at it that way too i feel like it kind of makes your your whole mind shift or at least for me it does about like wow what an opportunity 2020 has been then right <laughs> what an opportunity it has been to let our minds shift from control to surrender, you know? Um, and I mean, and if, if we didn't do it by ourselves, then I'm sure, you know, whatever it was, the stress of school and work and being at home and not having community and all it um, contributed to, okay, I, I've got to, I've got to go somehow. Like if it wasn't already in your mind, like in our mindset to just like, 
okay, I really need to give this up to the Lord. I'm pretty sure some kind of stressor or something in our lives this year has led to the fact of like, oh my gosh, I need to take a chill pill because I am not in charge. (laughs) You know, like when it comes down to it, like I, I am not in charge. The father is, and you know, I've got to just like, (laughs) yeah, I think that would be sad for all of us if we, you know, I know all of us are like, we're excited for 2020 to be over and start 2021, but it would kind of be unfortunate if we just tried to like block out all of 2020, you know, mm. because, right. Because I think there's so much good that did happen. Like we've been talking about, you know, the essentials of, of life have become more obvious to us, you know, the, Going back to that idea of trees, you know, for the first time when we put glasses on, like the the ways that we're connected to each other and to the Lord have become um, more visible and the importance of those things has become hopefully more obvious Mm -hmm. to us. Not only the Lord, but like community and the need for, you know, just interaction with people and good, holy interaction with people. Mm -hmm. Yep. And the need, and I feel like even just that family time, I feel like that has really been emphasized this year. Um, Mm -hmm. The outside has been emphasized this year, you know, just Mm -hmm. the things that really do matter in life that we sometimes take for granted, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, I think really have shown through a lot. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today and talking about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now is time for our St. Matthew shout out. Awesome. And my shout out is to all the healthcare workers that are part of St. Matthew community and the work that they're doing right now under very challenging circumstances again. And then I want to invite everybody. We're participating um, in a clap out on January 6th at Mount Carmel East on the 6th of January at 645. Um, I'll put a link to that uh, sign up to be a part of that. So just thanks to all those healthcare workers who are giving their all and mm-hmm. things that I probably don't even know. Mm-hmm. So thank you. My shout out is to just all of the high schoolers in our parish. It's definitely been a really tough year for them. You can only, I can't imagine just being on school online. So much of their stuff got canceled. I know a lot of like theater stuff got canceled and, some sports is different but also i just want to shout out the ones who have been just so faithful um to their prayer lives and to sacraments and to coming to youth ministry things coming to adoration i've just been really humbled and blown away by just how much love they've shown for the lord and even instigating things without me like hey let's go pray behind the tabernacle tonight like let's just worship the lord yeah, my shout out is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to really all of the families at St. Matthew, but more even particularly the parents, I would say. If you're a parent and have children um, within the ages of kindergarten through, I mean, let's be real, eighth grade, even high school, all of it, I am just shouting you out because I cannot imagine having all the things on your to-do list this year and, um, you know, helping with school at home, being there to make food and having your own job. And then the, just looking at the mental and the spiritual needs of your children, 
the individual needs of each child that you have is just, it's a lot of work. It's a, and then let alone your own sanity, your own health. It's just a lot. So shout out to you. Remember that you are amazing and that the Lord is with you in all of it. Well, thanks again, ladies. And that's this week's St. Matthew Moment. Thank you.